maybe uh, JC could report back to you on how it was. You decide if he has a terrible experience, then you can say, "No way, guys." Yeah. <laughs> Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music Episode 130, the Hercules episode. This week, the third and final episode with the Get Right Band, the psychedelic rock fusion band from Asheville, North Carolina. I don't mean to imply it's their last episode ever, it's the last of this grouping. You know what I mean. We continue to talk about and have tracks from their album Itchy Soul, which was released last year, and also since then they've been very busy making uh, videos from this album so make sure to follow them on YouTube and on Facebook to see those videos they're really really interesting they're also doing live shows again and you can find information about those upcoming shows and uh, information on where to find their music and their other escapades maybe at thegetrightband.com and here they are right now the get right band Yeah, that's an odd one. Uh, I don't really know where that came from. It's, it's it is a very '60s Beatlesy psychedelic. It's just guitar and vocals through the and uh, electric guitar and vocals through the whole thing. It's very short and um, you know just kind of some just a just a simple song about love. Love is contagious. Yeah that 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 might have been. Uh, that might have been the last edition in terms of uh, tracks that were added to the album. Um, it, it, I think Silas just kind of brought it to us. Um, like, after everything else had kind of been um, laid out and said, you know, this is an idea I have um, for an interlude. And, um, yeah, it can't... It, it came in late in the process, but um, it's it, it really sets up the next the next track nicely. And Silas did an awesome stop motion video for it. And uh, yeah, it, if anybody hasn't seen that, they should definitely check it out. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, I've been wanting to play around with stop motion and and time lapse animation um, for a long time, but it's so kind of time consuming and and um, tedious that I hadn't, but you know, I recently 
Um, found myself with a lot of time on my hands, so I figured this is this is the time to do it, and and I'm gonna do it with the shortest song that the Get Right Band has ever right. made. You guys uh, do quite a few videos. Do you, uh, Silas? Do you do most of the videos? Um, it's gone a lot of different ways. We're all, I think, we're all really into videos. It's 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 fun. I think we all just really think it's fun more than anything. It's fun and and artistically satisfying and. Um, we did several with other um, director, videographers, and then at some point in the process, several years ago, I started learning how to do some of that stuff and bought bought a camera and started learning editing stuff. And so I've done some things since then. But we're also we also still collaborate with other people and kind of storyboard the whole thing together. And um, yeah, it's just. Videos are just cool. Music videos are are, are cool. <laughs> yeah. I think we just really enjoy making them.
<laughs> yeah, it's funny when when we when we listen to Love Is Contagious. Like when we watch the video, I'm always like, whenever it ends, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm really expecting Give Me Rain to come come next because it I know it segues perfectly into it. But yeah, that's one that we've been rocking out for. I feel like that's that may be one of the older ones from from our, our catalog. It's certainly not super old, but it's probably one of the oldest songs on the album. And uh, yeah, just kind of like one of those like it's funky, kind of harkens back to our roots of you know that funk sound and it just you know feels good. I, I think the uh, but we you know we did a lot of the, the similar kind of production elements that we'd been working on with the the rest of the album by you know Silas didn't there's no real guitar on the verse parts and it's all uh, synth um, but it's still got that kind of the original get right band sound and uh yeah just kind of like a feel-good funk rocker that's what i've got written out here the funkiest funkiest song on the album yeah definitely you guys said you had uh you had some guest musicians when you play live sometimes are there any guest musicians on the album itself yeah, there. Uh, Eleanor Underhill sings on several songs, and then there's one song, uh, the first song, Wired. We have a few uh, kids and teenagers that uh, sing on the bridge of it, and um, some of those kids are actually all of them are in the music video for Wired, which was the first single that we put out from this record. So I think that's it, though. There's just a few a few guest vocalists on the record, and the rest, I believe, no no one played any other instruments, right? I don't think so. I don't think so. If you want to see If you Till the feet. 
Kryptonite is one of the oldest songs on this record in terms of when I wrote it, but not oldest, uh, I guess, for the band to play. The The last three songs on the record, Kryptonite, Get So High, and Can't Stand, have, have sort of become my favorite. Um, I don't know exactly why that is, but they're just, they're very vibey. Kryptonite is a, kind of a slow jam um, it's very dark and, and minory, but also very psychedelic. Um, and I just really like how sparse it is. JC plays this really sparse bass, uh, sparse drum beat, and Jesse plays really sparse bass line. And then on the on the verses, there isn't even any guitar at all. So it's, it's a very sparse song where you can really hear um, kind of the beautiful aspects of some of the production, some of the, the reverb and the kind of... Um, little midi uh ear candy that we put in there and i i just enjoy the the spaciness of it oh yeah i was going to ask you about um there was a note in your in your bio or a line in your bio uh that you uh play around the country and the caribbean you guys play in the caribbean a lot yeah yeah historically yeah we've we've played in the caribbean um we haven't gone the last few years but um for I guess the first like six years or seven years of our band's existence, we've gone down every like January or February. Um, there's a pretty good scene down there, I guess, and the the beach bar kind of vibe. So it's it's been it's been really cool because um, I used to I used to live on St. Thomas, and so it's it's always nice to get back down there and see some old friends. And uh, you know there 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 are. There are bands down there, but they're always kind of hungry for some good music. So it's it's fun to get down there and play, you know, get get some, get a little bit more reggae in our sound and um, kind of <laughs> turn turn it into kind of like a working vacation. Get get out of the winter in Nashville and and enjoy some some um, you know some water and some sun. So, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, the, the Caribbean is definitely um, it's it's kind of on hold now, you know, with the last few years being pretty bad for hurricanes and now obviously with COVID-19, but, um, yeah, it, it, it was always, it was always a fun time to get down there and, you know, someday we may get back again. Do you find that, um, even without talking about it beforehand, when you guys start playing, do even the non reggae songs become reggae when you're down there? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. Well, I mean like, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll play, we can make anything reggae if we, if we want to. And that, that's one of the, yeah, the things yeah. that's made this band so fun from the beginning is we, 
our versatility. Like we um, we kind of pride ourselves on on being like a good opener for other people because if if the if we're opening for a band that has a certain sound, we'll kind of tailor our set to that sound, which isn't to say we'll change st- stuff outright. We just have a very large repertoire. And um, but yeah, if we're if we're playing at beach bars, we're not going to be playing you know pulled up root and and stuff like that. Um, you know, we'll be playing more of a, more of reggae stuff and maybe even throw throw some reggae vibes on songs that wouldn't necessarily have them. Yeah, I think we all like to really um, as much as possible within the framework of what we already do and what's well rehearsed. We all like to allow our mood or our muse or our surroundings or the crowd to kind of influence the vibe of the show. And so, you know, when you're on the ocean with the moonrise, you know, that's going to, that's going to lead to a very different vibe than when you're playing a, you know, a sweaty dive bar in Nashville that's packed and, you know, drunk and crazy. So we, we, we like to let that stuff, you know, filter through us to, to some extent. More from the Get Right Band in just a few moments. I want to remind you, these are songs from their album, Itchy Soul, and you can find information on that album as well as live shows and all kinds of other stuff at thegetrightband.com. Hey, it's Andrew Scotchy from Andrew Scotchy and the River Rats. Thank you for supporting WNC Original Music. Visit andrewscotchymusic.com for tour dates, merch, and much more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search WNC Original Music. You can also go to WNCOriginalMusic.com, and there's links there somewhere on that page. Changes all the time, just to keep me guessing. So thanks, Podbean. Also, uh, don't forget to follow WNC Original Music on Instagram and Facebook for extras from the show, uh, extended clips, and uh, some other stuff you know, from the bands and musicians that are on the show. Clarifications and corrections from last week's episode with Tyler Moore. A Sasquatch is like, you know, the big hairy uh, man beast from the usually northwest part of the country, also called a Bigfoot. And Scotch Watch is a website that tells you about uh, drum and bugle corps competitions around the country. Both are sort of semi-legendary, maybe real, maybe not. So we were both right. This is Alex Deutsch from Asheville's only cowpunk band, the Deathbots. Coming to you from WNC Original Music. I didn't mean to get so high. I just didn't want to feel so low. I just didn't want to know that it's all going to shit. And we're right in the middle of it.
Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Good one. Um, yeah, this was an unusual one, too. Um, this was one that we had never played live and, in fact, was only really, like, half written when we when we started recording it. Um, I don't think we even rehearsed it, maybe. No, I don't think so either. I had, never even, I had never played it until I went into the studio to, to record it. Yeah, this was one that was really written in the studio, um, which is not something we do a lot of, but was really fun. And it's got this whole second half of the song that, that takes a, a kind of drastic turn from the first half and has this sort of jammy, funky... Um, groovy section that was really fun to put together because it was it was kind of elusive i don't know sometimes that elusive stuff even though it's really challenging to get it right and you're trying and you know there's a lot of trial and error it can kind of be the the most exciting in the end because usually you you come up with something that's really unique and feels really different i think this song is really different for us and i it's probably the one that i'm most excited to start playing live like I re- i'm really looking forward to putting this in our in our live repertoire i think it's i think it's going to be a good live song because it's got a very it's got kind of a um sort of i don't know disco funk beat and it's just i don't know pe- i think people are going to really like dancing to this one i i think too one thing for me that was particularly exciting about our our process through this whole album is is that in the past we've kind of road tested all of our material and then went and recorded it after and and this time around we kind of we kind of let the studio kind of it the studio is kind of in some ways happening first for a lot of these songs so then therefore that process will inform our live performance whereas that kind of has been flip-flopped in the past and um this song in particular seeing as how we've never played it live um, is, is probably the most extreme example of that. Don't wait. 
JC, why don't, why don't you tell them how this evolved? Sure. Um, this song... Yeah, you had a lot to do with it. This song originally was a song that Silas um, had written for another project that is called Love Struck Suckers. And um, over the years of, of playing with the Get Right Band, um, Love Struck Suckers and the Get Right Band in some ways kind of merged into this other project that we do um, called the Love Right Band, which is three, three string players, the three of us, and, and Can't Stand is a song that came over from the Love Struck Suckers into that project. And uh, Kryptonite is also one of those songs. Um, but that song in particular, um, when it came to us, was in, uh, in 6-8 time signature for anybody who cares. And, and I had the idea, I instead care. of doing it that way, to, um, to make it a, a four thing. And so that it it kind of it kind of changed the vibe of the song. The bass line changed. Um, things started changing around this idea of the group of the the groove changing that I had. And um, it took took a second to you know to get all of us on board and and seeing that direction. But I think once we made that shift, it it became. It, it's become one of my favorite tracks on the album, and it, and it's me too. It's just got this really awesome, um, kind of dreamy vibe to it, but like you know, like a good driving, like thick drum groove, and a, and a really like dreamy vibe with all these layers happening up on top, and it's um, yeah. I I think we took we took a song that originally came over with like a string section more orchestral sounding and, and we it's it's orchestral still in a sense of all the all the layers of oh, Sunday. Yeah. My cat <laughs> my cat is meowing into the microphone. Um but yeah, it it's uh it, it certainly has evolved from from what it was. It, it would be cool actually to, to maybe put out um an earlier kind of demo version of of that song. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of nice, like as a closer for the album too, because it, you know, the especially the first part of the album, it's it's kind of a, it's pretty intense, and so "Can't Stand" is not only just very pleasing to listen to in general, it's also kind of a nice just breath of fresh air, like at the end of the album, to kind of just relax and just enjoy to close to close it out. I've always been a big fan of albums that end the way Jesse is talking about where you know it, it kind of takes you on this wild ride but it sort of eases you out I feel like a lot of Pink Floyd albums are like that where the last song or the end of the last song kind of uh, let you let you mellow out and, and vibe on it a little more and get into a little more introspective reflective space and, and this, this song definitely does that. How much did you guys look at the order of the songs or is each is it, it seems pretty intentional. You've mentioned a couple of things, like with the uh, interludes. Um, so how much are you, how much are you thinking about that? About the actual order of each song on the album? I'm constantly thinking about the seventh or the eighth song, and that's about as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think we we put a lot of effort into it for sure. It, it we it was a lot of conversations and a lot of different. I mean, we we moved it around a number of times and pit you know pitched some ideas back and forth and. 
we definitely we we understand that a lot of people don't listen to albums as full albums a lot of people are streaming you know getting us a single song whether it's a download or from a playlist on spotify or whatever um and that's fine but we all i think all three of us are you know pretty into albums the classic albums that not not necessarily to say a concept album but the records that really have a flow where you you know they really you, you can kind of surrender to them and they really take you on a journey and and we're always we're always striving for that so the the song order is is very important to us and i think one thing for all of us that really we appreciate about great albums is is the journey and and the dynamic aspects of the album like i know when we're when we're talking about song order we're we're thinking about or or i should say i'm thinking about uh specifically tempo like if if the first song starts starts pretty up and the second song is pretty up you know, some point maybe the, the third or the fourth song. You know, I, I feel like you want you want a good you want a good range, and if you don't want to stay up or down too long, you want to kind of take people on a a bit of a roller coaster journey. Yeah, and I think the same applies to lyrical content or or genre or or just intensity level where. You know, you, you want exactly like JC said. You want that per, you want that perfect balance of a roller coaster where it's you know it's it's not right angles. Like you don't want to jump from this thing to some drastically different thing, but you also don't want to stay. You don't. You also don't want to plateau for too long in the same territory. So you you get this kind of you know gentle wave to it that that is lovely for the listener. Hopefully. Yeah, I think that's something that people miss today with streaming and even even with like M- their own MP3s or whatever is that that um, that idea that the next song is almost part of the song. Like when you when you know I hear something off of Revolver, you know I'm always going to hear uh, I'm always going to think of the next song Definitely. that comes after it because I've always heard that you know I heard that album all the way through so many times yep. that it's. Uh, it becomes part of the whole the whole experience that you don't even even like if you've had like a mixtape or something for a long time and you're used to hearing one song from a different artist after that song it kind of puts you in that in that headspace a little bit yeah totally there there are a couple albums um from i guess maybe high school days where i was burning cds and either something got messed up in the burning or i think a couple times there was an album that was like too long to fit onto one CD. So I took one song off or something where I, I have it in my head the wrong way, you know, and I'm always, and then when I hear it the right way, I'm always thinking like, wow, this is so weird that this song follows that song because usually I, you know, it cuts some other way. Yeah. You, you really get that stuff ingrained in you. Your way might be better. You might have a better mix in the band. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Okay, I really want to thank the Get Right Band for being on the podcast. Love having them on. Sorry it took so long to get all three episodes out, but I think it was worth it. I learned so much between the second episode and the third episode. A whole pandemic happened. Don't forget you can find out things about their live shows and upcoming uh, music releases at thegetrightband.com. And do see them live if you can. They put on a really good show. They have a lot of guest musicians a lot of times, which is very interesting. And, of course, we'll have links to that and uh, where you can find their music in the show notes as well. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. One more time, that's WNC Original Music. 
you can find that wherever you get podcasts, including probably where you're listening to this one right now. But go ahead and subscribe to it at several places if you can, uh, just to be safe. You don't want to be left out if uh, Stitcher drops podcasts for legal reasons all of a sudden. And also, of course, visit WNCOriginalMusic.com. For the closing song tonight, this is the second week in a row that there has been uh, an act from Chicago on the podcast, My Hometown. Metro Fern is a self-produced and managed six-piece funk band from Chicago. And their recent release, Swinging in the Afternoon, is directed at reminding a lockdown world of the simple joys in life. You can find them at metrofern.org. Here's Metrofern. Have a good week.
Well, I never see your face. I went, I scrolled all the way back through stalking you, trying to find a picture of your face. Isn't that, doesn't that sound creepy?